Okay, let's begin. Parshas Vayigash, Tuf Shin Pei Dalid. As we uh, get towards the end of the Sefer Bracious and get to the uh, one of the most exciting, arguably the most exciting parsha, Mikates Vayigash. Uh, these stories are relating to uh, the story of Yosef and his brothers coming back together. So we have what to talk about. Let's start with Perak Memhei Pasik Dalid. Memhei Dalid. So Yosef and his uh, brothers have now. Uh, been, been brought back together, and the um, the uh, pasuk says, Yosef Atzadik says to them, um, "I don't um, I don't uh, hold a grudge, and you know we could uh, move on." Come close to me. I am Yosef that you sold to Mitzrayim. Don't be sad. And don't be angry. For sustenance, Hashem sent me um, in front of you. Hashem sent me. So there's a drush that's mentioned here in the Likute um, Yehoshua in source number one. Remember Rabbi Shua Scheinfeld from Lublin. So he writes in the name of Rabbi Cheskel Mikuzmir. Ein va'ata elaloshen tshuva. That's a yalkut. Va'ata, that word is always a reference, not always, but often a reference to tshuva. It means now. Tshuva is about the here and the now. Focus on the now. Don't don't wallow in the sins of and the mistakes of the past, but focus on the now. Maybe that's why va'ata is always a loshen of tshuva. But here, what is the context here? Va'ata al te'atzvu. Shekshah Adam wrote se'alasos tshuva. Bal ye ba'atzvus chas v'shalom. When a person is doing tshuva, what state should he be in? What should be his mentality? Not sadness. Because sadness does not let you move forward. when we do tshuva. Because shechina is a shora only mitoch simcha. Remember that we've said in the past the thought of the Sam Sofer, who says, isn't it interesting uh, when we have... Uh, on uh, Yom Kippur, right before we say the Asham news, uh, we uh, sing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. What are we singing for? I'm terrible. I messed up. I betrayed. Why are we singing? So Chassam Sofer says, because when a Jew does a mitzvah, he does a bismcha. And Shuv is a mitzvah, and Vidu is a mitzvah, and therefore we can do a bismcha. So here too, Yosef is saying, Viata, it's time to do Shuvah now, Alte Atzvu, but not through sadness. Not through sadness. Then he quotes in uh, the Sefer Ramataim Sofim. He quotes Allah Pasik, the Pasik that we say every morning. Those that heal the broken of heart, and those that bind up their atzvosam. So we're going to say maybe that is connected to atzvos. It sounds like a double, right? Shvure Lev, the broken of heart, Machabish Latsvosam, it sounds pretty similar to each other. Is this just a double? So, as the Malbim would always say, and as it's quoted here, no, 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 there's no, there's no Kefel Ha'inyan in Tanakh. Two different things. When somebody wants to do Tshuva, his heart has to be broken, yes. He has to uh, recognize the uh, the difficulty and the and the brokenness that he feels. And for the to have the re- regret for the sins that he did. 
Ubahachlata Gemura Lihios Sarmeira Vaose Achto Vikan Vahala. He has to have that broken of heart, but that's not the same as Atzvus. Ach Bishvil Zeh Lo Tosha Yeba Atzvus. But this is not uh, what Atzvus is. Is uh, what Atzvus would bring. Um, the that that's not the midah that would help here. Kimishu ba'atzvus in koach lishchadesh uliyasher es drachav because somebody who doesn't have the koach to be mishchadesh and to straighten, then they're not going any further. So harofi lishvurei leiv. Hashem heals and helps those that are broken of heart. Shimin Hashem shuta lekabel shavim, and he makes sure shu mechabish latzvosim. He puts away. He bandages up their atzvus because you have to put away the atzvus in order to make the shvuri leiv be able to be constructive um, as it heads towards the future. So Yosef Asadik says, "Brothers, the atah tshuva alte atzvu." That's not the way to do tshuva. The way to do tshuva is to to uh, to recognize that. The uh, there is uh, there is what to do, uh, but we have to always uh, go further in in um, in our avodas Hashem. Okay, that gets us started. The ata alte atzvu. So now we continue. They meet, and Yosef goes to his brothers. He got them lavi. He tells them what to do to his father, and then he goes down to Binyam. Uva yipol al tzavri Binyamin He cries on. The neck of his, his uh, brother Binyamin, Binyamin Bachal Tzavarav, and Binyamin cries on his on his neck. Rashi quotes, "What is his neck? The neck. We'll get to this Hashem, again later too. The neck symbolizes the base Hamikdash. Maybe that is the Ben Adam Lamakom, the connection between this world and the upper worlds. That's like the the neck connects the upper part of the body to the to the lower part of the body. The base Hamikdash connects Ruchnius and and uh, and Gashmius. So he was crying for the necks, for the Bati Mikdash, and that's what um, Rashi says. Vayevk al shnei Mikdashos shasidin liyos b'chelkal shabinyamin. Yosef is crying for the Bate Migdash that will be in the Shevet of Binyamin. We know the Beis HaMigdash, the Mizbeach part of it, and the western part of it were in Binyamin. V'sofan lecharev, so Yosef is crying for the Bate Migdash, u'binyamin bachal tzavarav, and Binyamin is crying on his neck, on Yosef's neck, on Mishkan Shiloh. Because we know the Mishkan Shiloh for 369 years was in Yosef's portion. Sha'asilios bechelko sho Yosef v'sofo lecharev. They were each crying for the... Um, for the Bate Mikdash and the Mishkan, which was a semi-based Mikdash in the other. So it asks the Torah Yechezkel, here in source number three. Source number two. in line three. Was this the most appropriate time to be crying for the base of Mikdash? Two brothers that loved each other that haven't seen each other, you know, in a very long time. What were they crying for? Hello, Bashaz Chedva Chedva. When it's time for a simcha, make it a simcha. When you have two brothers that didn't see each other for a very long time, that's when you're going to start crying for the base of Migdash? Say hello, hug, ask how everybody's doing. And also, And if they're crying for the Batei Migdash, for whatever reason, this was the most appropriate time, so cry for your own. Binyamin should cry for the Bate Mikdash. Yosef could cry for Shiloh. Because that's what, that's what's most personal to them. Excuse me, respectively. So, so why are they crying? Why are they crying at all? And why are they crying for each other? Says the Tarasi Chesko. Now that's the point. Both questions answer each other. 
Ach ki yadua, nigrima mechiris Yosef ay sinas chinam. Mechiris Yosef came out of hatred, hatred of brothers, sibling rivalry, which, which, which led to such results. Ubati amikdash nechrevu gamkein ay yidei sinas chinam. The Mechiris Yosef was about sinas chinam, the Beis Amigdash, as we know. Second Beis Amigdash, Sinas Chinam. Falachain, when these two brothers meet, when they close the circle of Mechiris Yosef, right, they think about Chorban, because they realize the sin of Mechiris Yosef caused the Chorban. And the way to be Mesakain that is to cry for each other, and not just to focus on ourselves. It was to fix, to fix the Avon, that was Mechiris Yosef and connects to the Chorban. When my friend's in pain, it should hurt me even more, or at least equal to when I'm in pain. So it was a, t- it was a recognition that this sin that they were completing, hopefully the results of now, uh, came from Sinas Chinam. Again, if you would have asked them at the time, they would have said, there's a good reason for me to hate. But ultimately, in the larger picture, it was not, it was not Shaveh, it was not worth it. And, uh, they were trying to be misaking that hate as well. Related to this is a, um, beautiful Balaturim. One little Balaturim, which I don't think we've mentioned before, but I heard it recently. And, um, it's really beautiful, if you think about it. The Balaturim writes in Parsha Shmos. Parsha Shmos, remember, little baby Moshe was put into the basket. Put it to the basket and floating in the Nile River. And what does the Pasuk say? That Batya, or Bitya, as she's called in Divrei Hayamim, sees Moshe, Basparo, and he sa- and she says that, uh, But let's see what exactly the Pasuk says. In Shmos, I didn't give it to you, let me just read it. The Pasuk says in Shmos, um, here is the Pasuk. She sees the babe, she sees the yelled, and the nar is crying. And she says, Rachmanis, Batomer, and she says, So notes the tour, notes the Balaturim. Why the switch of the word? She sees the yelled, well, yelled is like a boy. It's like a boy, is that a baby? It's a different word. Yelled and Na'ar are two different. Hard to know which one is older. Which one is older? Let's say a Yelled is a baby. The Na'ar, who's a youth, like Na'ar, Na'ara, right? 12 years old, even though it wasn't that old in this case. And she says, oh, Jewish baby. So Rashi says Na'ar just means that Moshe Rabbeinu is as mature as a Na'ar. It's really talking about the same person. Right, she sees the yelled, she sees the baby, and and then the baby, that baby who sounds like an ar is crying, and she says me Says the tour, he doesn't make a big deal about it, but he just says it. But if you think about it, it's beautiful. Says the tour in source number three, she sees the baby. Yelled has to be about Moshe Rabbeinu. The nar is crying. Says Balaturim, ze aron, no, this quote is quoting from the Yalkut, but the Na'ar is referring to Aaron. She sees the baby in the basket, she sees the Na'ar standing next to the baby crying, and she says, oh, it's a Jewish baby. What does that mean? She saw that somebody else was crying for another. That's a Jewish baby. Because Jews cry for each other. That's how she knew. Not what Rashi says, that it's the same one. Yelling an Aaron's crying? This must be a Jewish baby because Jews cry for each other. 
Jews look at each other as brothers, right? And that's that's what we said that they're each crying for the other ones based on Migdash because that is what is uh, most appropriate now to help him masakain the terrible chait that took place. Okay, moving right along. So they go back to Yaakov Avinu and they start telling him the story. So they're telling him the story of what happened. Pasachavav. Yosef sends the brothers free. Don't fight on the way. They come to Yaakov. They come to Yaakov. They say to him, Yosef is alive. And he's a ruler. His heart skipped a beat. So he didn't believe them. He did not believe them. Is this just saying like the way we talk? I don't believe you. But really we know, but we're just in shock. Maybe. But the Torah says he didn't believe them. They tell him the whole story. He sees the Agalos. And then he believes them. And then his heart is revived. His heart is revived. Interesting, the Ma'ayan Beis HaShoeva, Rav Schwab notes, why wasn't, weren't they believed at the beginning and what changed? So first of all, he says, You know why? Because Chazal tell us, if somebody is a liar, then even when you tell the truth, you're not going to be believed. It's like the cry wolf syndrome. Right, and that's what Rav Schwab says, they lied. Right, they lied. What happened? They said it to Varshaker, Hakerna, Hakasonis Bincha. They said to Yaakov, Is this the Ksonis of your son? Tarof, Taraf Yosef. And Rabbi Shimon writes in Avos to Rabbi Nasan, Kach Onesh al Badoi. Right, the Onesh, the punishment of a liar, Shafilu Dover Emes ain't Shomenlo. Right, and what's his Raya? Shekane Matsinu Bevanav Shal Yaakov. That was Rabbi Nasan says, that's what happened to the Shvatim. Shekizvu La Aviem Bitrila. At the beginning, they made a lie and he believed them. So later on, when they said the truth, he didn't believe them. Right? That's what happens. That's what happens to a, to a, to a liar. But that's, so that's what happened at first. They say to Yaakov, Yosef is alive and they see he does not believe them. They're like, oh, how do we fix what we did? What's the next phrase? We don't catch it, always. The next phrase, They tell him the whole story. Right? Not clear, but according to the Rav Schwab, they told him the whole story. Start to finish. Start to finish. They keep covering things up. It will not be successful. They will not convince Yaakov. You just got to tell him the whole thing. Don't tell him the truth. Tell him the whole truth. The truth. The whole truth. Then he believed them. Once he said everything. And that's related to the Chazal that we know about the Agalos. The Agalos, as we know, the Agalos Egla Rufa, the last sugya that uh, Yaakov and Yosef were learning together, and through that, through that he was revived. Through that he was revived. 
Line six. Pirish she Yosef Amalahem. She is Sabro Yaakov Kolish Tashlus Advarim Shivakshu Khanina. The Azesh Shalach Remez Yaakov Parshazegla Rufa. What are the uh what do the Zakanim say? They say Vidui. Yodenu lo shavchu es adam azeh. Kaper l'amcha Yisrael. Egla Rufa has a vidui and kapara. Yosef was, is alluding to Yaakov. Yaakov, accept their vidui. And let's move on and let's have kapara. Ukmochein. Again, another shot of why Egla Rufa. Many others. Arbus. Ukmochein. Bibanav. Shemizvadim alavon shebiadam. Vishavim belev shalem. They're doing shuva. Alaksones hatvula badam. Kaper l'amcha Yisrael. And Yaakov's spirit is revived. So according to this shot, Again, different discussions that we've shown him. Did Yaakov ever find out the truth? That's a mystery. We'll have to ask Bashatzchias Amesim. I guess now he knows the truth. He's in Shemayim. But did he ever find out the truth in his lifetime? According to Shwab, yes. That's the way he was convinced. You're telling me that Yosef is the is the emperor? Last I knew he was dead. Last I knew he. Would put, but I've had 22 years of. I'm, I'm not accepting Nechama. Yaakov must have known the Chazal. That you're not, you're not Makabal Nechama al Hachai. So I've been mourning him, but he's not, but how did he become ruler? Ah, now the whole story comes out, and in that way, uh, Yaakov believes them, and that's also Marumaz in the Parsha of, of Egla Aruf. Okay. Moving right along to something that we haven't spoken about, uh, we haven't done enough. We haven't done enough. But, this is a parak, the Rambam has a number of important introductions. He has the introduction to all of Pirish and Mishnayis, right? That's the Hagdama to Pirish and Mishnah. He has the Hagdama to the second to last parak of Sanhedrin, which is the Hagdama to Chelek. And he has the Hagdama to Pirkei Avos, where he talks all about uh, Midos. So that's what you have in front of you, because in here he quotes a, p- a Pasuk from our Parsha. This is the seventh of eight. The seventh of eight Prakim of Shwana Prakim. And of course, Shwana Prakim is all about perfection of Midos, because it's uh, introduction to Pirkei Avos. So he starts talking about Nevuah and the ultimate Navi. That's at the beginning. He talks about the uh, ultimate Navi, uh, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, who didn't have any mechitzas except the thinnest one, what's called Aspaklaria HaMeira, the Gemara, in Mesechaz Yavamas. Let's start with line nine. We've already explained in the second parak. Shahamaalos mehen malos echlios, umehen malos hamidos. Right? There are different types of midos. The Raman puts intellect here too. There's difficulty in understanding. And then he's going to get into what he really wants to talk about. Right? Negative traits, attributes. Kerov taiva presents a lot of taiva, desire and lust. Vagaiva and arrogance. Haroges, anger. Kaas, different type of anger, azus, brazenness, avas hamamon, vadomolen vein rabos maod. And there are many. And there are many of these negative midos. Says the Rambam, these midos keep, create a separation between us and Hashem. Bad midos create a mechitza. Ve'ela bechisios kulan, hein mechitzos hamavdilos bein ha'adam uven Hashem izbarach. These pechisios, these negative traits, um, create this mechitza. Mamar navi mevarzeh. Ki avonosechem, as Yishayahu says. Avonosechem ayim avdilin beinechem levein alakechem. Your sins, your midah, avonoseinu, it means the negative midah. Veda. So says the Rambam, the, the ultimate connection, the closest connection that people have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu are the prophets, are the Nevi'im. 
And they get that through perfecting their midos and perfecting their sichlios, the Rambam says. But a prerequisite is to uh, perfecting the midos. Vida, line 20. Shekol novi lo nisnabe elacha shiilo kolamalas asichlios virov maalas amidos vachazakos shabahen. Interesting lashon. The Rambam says, you have to be perfect in your intellect and a large majority in perfection of midos. Vahu amran, and that's what the Gemara says. Ena nevu ashore ala chacham gibar ashir. Chacham, that the Rambam says, is the sichlios. Ashir, what's the ashir? The pirki avos definition of ashir. Mimalas amidos, Ratsoni Lomar has tapkus. Right? Samech Bechelko. Bebreshe Kormam is tapik ashir. Eze washashe Bechelko, like the Ramam says. She has piklo mashimsilo zvanova lo yachabamash lo himsilo. Be happy with what you have in the time that you are given. Vechen gibor. Ezu gibor akovish es yitzro. So you have to perfect your midos. But look what the Ramam says here. Line 31. The ain mitznoi hanavi shi yuetzlo komalas amidos. You don't have to be perfect to be a Navi. Who's perfect? The Ramam is about to list many great figures of the Tanakh that were not perfect, but they were still Naviim. There were four people that were perfect, and they're not even the most famous. Shlomo Hashem appeared to Shlomo. Shlomo was unbelievable. In terms of his connection to Hashem, and yet, says the Rambam, Chazal tell us Shlomo wasn't perfect, right? He married too many women, and other averes. Umatzino lobchisus midos, rov taiva, harbos hanoshim, al kol elachata Shlomo, v'chein David amelach alav hashalom. David was a navi, lead the to Yisrael. Umatzano oso balach zarius, and we find that he was a little brazen in certain cases. Even though he used it for appropriate purposes. But in Divra Yamim, what does Hashem say? Right? He can't build the base of Migdash. Right? The base of Migdash is not for him. He has blood on his hands. The base of Migdash is a place. So there was something about David that wasn't perfect for the Migdash. And about Shlomo. Right? We continue. We continue. Go to line two on the next page in source number six. Elio Hanavi. We call him Elio Hanavi. Who else do we call Navi? We call others, Yonah Hanavi and, uh, and there are other, but Ovadia, but Elio Hanavi, that's his last name. Midas Haragzonus, right? He got angry sometimes, right? The, the Pirkei Devalazar says, that's why he says, come to every bris, because he said to Hashem, he got angry at Pnei Yisrael, they're not keeping your bris. Oh, you gotta come to every bris. Even though he most of the time used his anger against the deniers, Right, they were scared a little bit. So says the Rambam, you don't have to be perfect. You can have a lack in certain midos, but you can still be a Navi. But then the Rambam says there's one or two midos. These, these you can't be a Navi. These are too pernicious to our neshama. These following ones, if you have this, then, then you lose Nevuah. And you lose any potential for Nevuah. Anger. Anger, Nevuah flies away from you. A prerequisite is not to be Bikas. Number one. 
You can't just have 90% but still be an anger management problem unless it's something, again, it can't be part of you. Moshe Rabbeinu sometimes got angry too, according to Chazal. But, you know, he worked on himself. And number two, second Mida, that second state that prevents Nevuah, and this is what's in our parsha. this is why we're doing this now, line 18, Worry and concern and even sadness about Yosef. And we're talking about Yaakov Avinu. Ruach HaKodesh, Ruach HaKodesh could not rest in that way. Until he was told that Yosef was alive. His spirit was was uh, revived. And what does Uncle say? Ushras Ruach Nevuah. Al Yaakov Avuhon. Yaakov didn't have Nevuah for over two decades. Hashem didn't talk to him because he was in a state of mourning. Again, we're not saying that he was to blame. He was one of the Avos HaKadoshim, but this was reality. This was a reality and we have to, we have to learn from it to, um, to recognize. Right? One of the Bali Musar once said, Da'aga. Right? The Rami used that Lashon Again, this is written in uh, Aramaic, right? The whole, the, the uh, um, Arabic. The Raman wrote this in Arabic, all the Pirish of and it was translated. Uh, but we have Da'aga. So the word Da'aga is Aleph, Gimel, Dalad, Hey. Four of the first five letters of the Aleph base, right? It's missing the base, Bitachon, right? Because if we had Bitachon proper, full, perfect, then we wouldn't have Da'aga. But that's the base that's left out. The Kasher Yoda. So that's Yaakov. And that's why, that's the Pasuk that the puzzle we just read, only now Yosef is alive, he is no longer in that state, and now he could get Nevuah again. The Kasher Yada, then Moshe Rabbeinu, recognized, Noam continues his parak and says, once Moshe Rabbeinu recognized that there was no other Mechitza, that he did not remove. He knew he reached certain levels of perfection. He wanted to get even more. He wanted to break down the last machitza, which Hashem says that's impossible. That's impossible. I'm sorry, you're human. Moshe Rabbeinu says, and Hashem says, you're Adam. And because you're Adam, it's impossible. Impossible. And that's the Ram continues about the perfection of Moshe Rabbeinu. And again, it doesn't mean that Moshe never sinned. Moshe did sin. There were sins, but he was still Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. So that's Yaakov coming back to the world of, of Nevuah. So Yaakov hears about it, so he's ready to go down to Mitzrayim to see his son. To see his son that he hasn't seen in a long time. Comes to Beersheba. And he brings Karbanas to the God of his father. God of his father, doesn't mention Avram, Rashi picks up on that. Hashem says to Yisrael, in a night vision, right? The Meshachachma, years ago we did, Yaakov's the only one that had a night vision. Yaakov, Yaakov, saying his name twice, don't be scared. Don't be scared from going down to Mitzrayim. Because I'm going to make you a great nation. Yaakov Avinu knew about the Brisbane Habasarim. 
through his father, through his grandfather. He knew he was the beginning of a nation, 12 Shvatim. So he knew about the Bishbite of Basarim. So, so what is Hashem telling him? Don't be scared. Hashem promised. Hashem promised that I'll, I'll, this is the plan. The plan is to be in a strange land for 400 years, which worked out to be less. And, and Yaakov knew about that. So he asked the Beis Halevi, source number eight, what was the, what was Yaakov nervous about? What was Yaakov nervous about? And let's just read the next Pasik, because he also talks about that. Pasik Yud. I'm sorry, Pasik Dalit. Next Pasik. Hashem says, don't be nervous. I'm going to make you a great nation. Anochi Eredim Chamitzrayma. I will go down to Mitzrayim with you. Va'anochi A'alcha Gamalo. And I'm going to go up with you. Yosef Yashis And Yosef will, will take care of you. He'll put his hand on your eyes. That means he'll take care of your burial. So Yaakov got up. So Yaakov gets this promise. So, so what exactly was Yaakov nervous about? He knew Mitzrayim. And what does it mean? Anochi a'alcha gamalo. So Beis HaLevi gives two pshatim. Two pshatim. Number one. The Yeshlomar line three. The Yaakov haven v'yada. Yaakov knew the Yeridasal Mitzrayim z'uyas chala shalagalus. Shenigzra al-bana v'bispen He knew. He knew this was going to be, this is the beginning of it. The beginning of the fulfillment of the promise. V'yuzaro nitzrachim. And they would have to be in Mitzrayim 400 years. He was nervous. Why was he nervous? Even though he knew about the Golos. He knew when he took the Brachas, when he took the Bechorah, this was going to be his lot. He was going to take the Birchas Avraham and the Brisbane Abbasarim would be fulfilled in his children. He knew that. Still, He didn't know about Mitzrayim. What did it say in, in, in the Brisbane Abbasarim? It would be in a, in a different land that wasn't theirs. Okay, there are many lands. Mitzrayim, that's the worst. That's Ervas Haaretz. The most decrepit spiritually. The greatest Tumah. So here, So he's nervous. He's nervous that his children will totally become assimilated and lose the status of the children. And the grandchildren. How do I know? How do I know they can remain in their kedusha? Maybe they'll be sunk into the tumah. Like Chazal say, if they would have been there one more second, they would never have come out. What do you mean? There was a promise that the Zera Avram will come out. The answer is they would no longer be Zera Avram. So if they would have stayed in one more second, like the Rambam describes in Hilchas Avodas Kochavim. So that's what Hashem is promising him. Even though it's Mitzrayim, Al Tira Merda Mitzrayma. V'zeo Sha'amer Lo'akadosh Baruch Hu, Al Tira Merda Mitzrayma, V'lashon Yira Nofel Al Davashu Besafik, Al Davashu Mbehechrach Enofa Bolashon Yira El Lashon Da'aga. Right? Something that is Safik, that's Yira. Something that is for sure, then your daaga. Right? What's the suffix? 
The suffix is which place? And that's what Yaakov was nervous about. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises him, where it's underlined, he won't leave them to be totally ruined. And if need be, I'll take him out early, as we know he did after 210 years. So one idea, don't worry about Mitzrayim. But he knew there was going to be a Golos. Okay, but he didn't know that it would be in Mitzrayim. Number one. Number two, second idea. Gam od, line 35, This There's an unbelievable haftacha here. An unbelievable promise that Hashem is giving Yaakov on the way down. He's nervous. Anochi a'alcha gam alo. What does that mean? I will go up with you. Sheyenikra shmo al Yisrael. And also, by the way, what, what, what does it say in the, in the lead up to these plukim? But Yerbalakim, li Yisrael, not Yaakov. Yisrael. Yisrael is, am Yisrael. Vakavanabazeh. Every miracle that happened in the history of the world that was supernatural had to do with the Jewish people. Shame Hashem will only be sanctified through you and your descendants. That's the promise. That's what Hashem is telling Yaakov Avinu here. On the top, through the Jews, and Hashem will go hand in hand with us when we are lowly and trodden upon. So is Hashem. I'm going down to Mitzrayim with you. When there's Chilul Yisrael, there's Chilul Hashem. My covet also won't be, won't be nigla. And that's what the Yushalmi, he says, quotes, He was Meshatev Shmo, he partnered, he connected his name, he connected his name. And he says, this also explains why Pyrrha's heart was hardened. Pyrrha's heart was hardened. Why? So that he would chase after them. Rako Inyan. Says the Beis Halevi, fascinating. Hashem could have just punished the Mitzrayim, Stam, without involving the Jewish people. But then that would have been miracles related only to the Mitzrayim. Hashem promises that's not what's going to happen. All the miracles are going to be connected directly to you. Like Kriyas Yamsuf. Rako Inyan. Deparo u'mitzrayim hirbu lachto binyani avaraz gelilim bekfiru maizim ram. Terrible sins. V'chal ha'on shim shehigiyam. They deserve to be punished. They deserve to be punished for their actions. Even after they sent the Jews out, there was still a lot more to be punished for. So Hashem could have just punished them? No. I'm going to make them come out and chase after Am Yisrael and come to the Yamsuf so that it could be through the salvation of Am Yisrael. He would have had to clothe it in teva. But this way, because it has to do with, with Am Yisrael, he says, So that's why he could uh, do it and do it through Am Yisrael. It's through Hakadosh Baruch Hu's 
name being publicized in the world. And therefore, if we have a Kiddush Hashem that happens through any Kiddush Hashem, is going to be through Am Yisrael. Any miracle is going to be through Am Yisrael being, being, uh, being saved. Okay. Moving right along. So that's the two Pshatim of the Beis HaLevi in the Altira Merda Mitzrayim. And then we have towards the end of the parasha, we have the list of people. The list of people who went down to Mitzrayim. Right? We have all the Shvatim listed here. Um, again, it will be listed in short in the beginning of Sefer Shmos. But Eil Shmos B'nei Yisrael HaBoi Mitzrayim Yaakov Ubanov. Bechor Yaakov. Ruvain, he's still called the Bechor. Ruvain's sons, Shimon's sons, including Shaul ben Akananis. Remember the Rashi and the big Maharal on that Pasuk. And um Ela Benay Leia Ashayolda add it all up sixty-nine. Sixty-nine and at the end it says Yaakov Shishim Vashesh. Sixty-six and then Benay Yosef and then you have um that's besides the uh, the wives. So altogether, right, sixty-nine says Rashi. Says Rashi, aren't you missing one? That's what Chazal say. Here it is. Shloshim v'shalosh. It's the Rashi on Pasuk Tezvav. Shloshim v'shalosh, 33. It's only 32, if you count them, the, the descendants of Leah. Ela zu Yocheved. Shenolda benachomos beknisasam le'ir. Yocheved was born. Benachomos. As they went into Mitzrayim, Yocheved was born. Yocheved was born. That Levi gave birth to Yocheved Mitzrayim, Leidasa Mitzrayim, Vein Harasa Mitzrayim. So Yocheved was born right when they went into Mitzrayim. How long were they in Mitzrayim? 210 years. 210 years. Moshe Rabbeinu was how old? 80. 80, work backwards. How old was Yocheved when Moshe was born? Ready to go back 80? She was pretty old. She was pretty old. Right? Um, asks the Eben Ezra. Asked the Eben Ezra. She was 130. She was 130 when she gave birth to Moshe, because Yocheved was born as they came in. Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 when they went out. So, she was 130. Asked the Eben Ezra, quoted in Surah number 10, quoted in Revi Rucham, the Eben Ezra. Why does the Torah not make a, make a fuss about this? Why does the Torah not, um, highlight this? Lama, Tama, third line. Lama Luis Grakasov, Apele, Right? We make such a big deal about Sarah Imenu. She was 90 when she had Yitzchak. So that's the Ebenezer's Kasha. Right? Why does the Torah just glance over this? Doesn't even uh, mention it explicitly. Doesn't mention the power of this amazing miracle. 130. In those days, they did not have babies at 130. Says the, Ram- the Ramban. The Ramban quotes the Eben Ezra, and the Ramban gives an answer. It says Yerbi Rucham, he quotes the Ramban. Let me tell you something, Emes Ubarur. Ki anisim hanaasim al yedei navi, she yisnaba kein mitchila. Miracles that occur through a navi who prophesies beforehand, that forecasts the miracle, o malach nigle bimelachus, Hashem yaskir, b'malacha's Hashem, yaskir makasif. Right? Malacha, a job from the word malach. We spoke about that. In the past, a nace that is broadcast by a navi, 
That's what the Torah is going to mention. Vahanasim may alehem, but miracles that just happen without being broadcast. Laazar tzaddik to help out at tzaddik. Ola hakras rasha or to punish a rasha. Lo yaskir but turban aviyim. That's not going to be mentioned. What's the Ramban telling us? Says Rav Yerucham. Divrei Haramban Elu Tamaholchim. First of all, it's Lishitaso. The Ramban in many places, Allah Torah, Parsha's Bo, one of the more famous ones, is the Ramban talks about Nes Nistar and Nes Nigla. Where the Ramban says really everything in life is Nes. Where there's other things like Teva, it's all Nes, Nes and Nistarim that you're, that you're, uh, that you're used to, that you don't recognize. Says Rabbi Yerucham, explaining the Ramban, what's the definition between a Nes Nigla and a Nes Nistar? A nice nigla we recognize. Nice nigla, everybody says, wow. Nice nistar, we don't recognize. What's the, what's the definition? What do you see from this Ramban? It's not about the inherent event. Because you could have Yocheved giving birth at 130 and the Torah doesn't call that a nice nigla. The Torah doesn't emphasize that, that we should be awed. You know what the definition is? Whether it was broadcast by a Navi beforehand or not. Whether it was prophesized about. Line 13. There's no difference. Hashem does everything. What we're used to, what we're not used to. All types of miracles that we would call them are negerateva. Nes nistar is because it's nistar to a person. What do you mean? You could see open miracles. But as a human being, we could deny it. And we could say, oh, these things just happen unless it's broadcast by a Navi. Says the Rav Yeruchim. You know what the message is? The fact that we often see so many miracles and we don't recognize that they are miracles. And we need a Navi to broadcast what's going to happen in order for us to catch it and to recognize that it's a miracle. That's an ace nigla. That's an ace nigla for humans. Even if it's open and revealed, if Hashem didn't reveal it, and forecast it earlier by Anavio Malach, Harehu Nistar. That's called Nistar. Right? Did anybody, nobody in, in, uh, the Shvatim, did they make a big deal about it? Doesn't say. But it says Rav Yerachim, at least the message for us, Vizem Mavhil Ma'od. The Shiflis Adam Noro Kokach, we are so human. Achanisim Achigluyim. Hinaides Dabard Tadam Nakal Nasim Nistarm. We could see amazing miracles. And yet, if you're not looking for it, it could be Nistar. How many miracles do we have we seen in history? The fact that Am Yisrael is still around. And the nations still don't get it. Rabbiotis and Ibishitz. No, I'm sorry, Rabbiakov Emden. Rabbiakov Emden. Remember the greatest miracle in the history of the world is that the Jews are still around. Right? Every century, they, they, they start up with us again. They just don't see it. They just don't see it. And the Mitzrayim going into Kriyas Yamsuf. Right? Even if it's forecast, sometimes they don't see it. The Makas, they were warned. That's Nistar. It's our job to get out of this shiftless. It's our job to obviously recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement 
Even if it's not forecast, we don't have Nevi'im anymore, the next Navi is going to be Elio Navi. Right? So the last Navi, the last message that we got from a Navi was Malachi. Malachi says at the end of Nevi'im, Zichrotar is Moshe Avdi, Hineanochi Shalech Lachem is Elio Navi. So we're waiting for that next one. But until that point, we have to try to recognize the Nisim, even if they're not forecast. Even though that's called the Nis Nistar, according to the Ramban, we have to do our best to recognize everything that Hashem does in the world and specifically does for the Jewish people. Okay, one last thought um, that we have. Getting back to when Yaakov and Yosef meet each other. When Yaakov and Yosef meet each other. So the Pasuk says, they cried. Yaakov goes down to Mitzrayim and he sends Yehuda before. Yosef gets his chariot and here we go. Yosef, Avicha. Let's just find the uh, the Pasuk that they meet each other. Yaakov gets up. Let me just find the Pasuk that he uh, he meets him. Yosef, Yehuda, he sent in front of him. Here it is. Pasuk Chaf Tes. He appears in front of him. He cried. He cried in front of him. Rashi, Loshon Harbos Bechia. A lot of crying. A lot of crying. More than the Ragil. Chazal say Kriyashma. Okay. There is a Medrash. If you look in Rabbi Yosem Nechemi Kornitzer, source number 11, there's a Medrash that he quotes from his, his ancestor, the Chassam Sofer. Vayev Galtzavar of Od. He cried. Amalo Yaakov. Yosef was crying and crying. Yaakov says, Yaakov tries to comfort him. Amalo Yaakov. Asidin Yisrael Shikral Shimcha. Roa Yisrael. Don't worry. The Jews are all going to be called after you. Roa Yisrael. Ha'azina noheg kitzon Yosef. Lama taboche. So the says, quotes the Pasik, why are you crying for? Don't worry, all of Klaisol are gonna, are gonna be called you. What does that mean? What does that mean? So it says the Chazam Sofer. Let's keep in the back of our mind, keep in the back of our mind, that the neck we saw earlier, Vayef Savar, the neck is Beis HaMikdash. We know that from the other Rashi. Let's keep that in the back of our mind. Says the Taz. He quotes the question of the Taz. Rashi says that Yaakov was not saying Kriyashma. Yosef was crying, but Yaakov was saying Kriyashma. Why? Because he he was. Why wasn't he crying? Because he was busy saying Kriyashma. And Yosef was potter from saying Kriyashma. Why? Osek b'mitzvah. He was being Osek b'kibudav. So that's why only Yaakov was saying Kriyashma and not uh, Yosef. But asks the Taz. But Yaakov was also involved in a mitzvah. Yosef was involved in kibudav. Yaakov was involved in. Kavan Malchus. Right, we mentioned Rashi quotes that next week's parsha. It's Kavan Malchus. Yisrael. We learned in Vayechi Vayeshev Alamita. So they were both doing Kavid. Kavid. Keep it off. Kavan Malchus. So why do? Why do? What's the difference between the two? And Bichlal asked the Chasam Sofer, why are either of them Doche uh, Kriyashma? Right. You want to say that one was say, one was saying Kriyashma because Kriyashma is Doche, so Kriyashma should be Doche. If I'm saying Kriyashma. So that could also be I'm also be mitzvah. I don't have to maybe not to do kibbutz at that moment if I'm in the middle of saying kriyashma. So why is one more than the other, and why do either of them, right? Why do either of them stronger than kriyashma? So says the Chassam Sofer. Really, it wasn't about kibbutz It was a special type of kibbutz 
Line 16, Mishum Asei Dekavit Rabo, V'tamad Chacham. The Gemara talks about Kibur Rav, the Kavit Torah of a Tamad Chacham. That is called an Asei, um, a strong Asei, right? Asei Dekavit Torah Adif, he quotes a Gemara. So Kavit Torah. That wins. Yosef learned, it wasn't only Yaakov's son, but he was his Talmud. Remember, Yaakov taught him, right, all the Torah that he learned in Shem Ve'ever. So Yosef was being mechabed, his Rebbe, not just his father. And that's a, that's a strong Asay, and that overrides Kriyashma. Yaakov was just busy doing one Asay the Malchus, but Kriyashma would override that. So what Yosef was doing was giving cover to his Rebbe. And that's what's doche, and that Chazal say, that Hukash Rabbo Lekvod Amakom, Fine. And then the Chassam Sofer adds, which we're not going to explain, because I don't really know how to explain it, but it's the concept of Gilgul, right? That there's a, there's a connection of Neshamas throughout the generation. Says the Chassam Sofer, remember the story that we like to talk about in the Gemara four different times, Nechemiah Hamsuni, right? He darshaned, or Shimon Hamsuni, he darshaned every S in the Torah. The word S teaches me something. Every S, until he got to S Hashem Lokech Atira. Be in awe of Hashem. What does that include? Nothing. So he was going to throw it all away. Because until Rabbi Akiva came along and said, Oh, Es Larabos Tamid Chachamim. Says the Chassam Sofer, Rabbi Akiva was a Gilgal of Yosef. Somehow there was a connection between those Nishamas. So Rabbi Akiva is the one that darshined Larabos Tamid Chachamim, because that's what Yosef was doing, why he wasn't saying Kriyashma, way back in our Parsha, because he was busy being Machabit, his father, who was also his Rabbi. The idea of Kavid, Rabo, and giving Kavid Okay, so what does this have to do with us? So, says the Chassam Sofer, back to the Medrash, Yosef was crying on the neck of his father. Again, before he was crying for Binyamin. But Yaakov, maybe he's thinking about all B'nai Yisrael. He's thinking about Churban. He's thinking about what's going to happen. What's going to happen when there's no Mikdash anymore? Just like he was crying earlier in the Parsha. So what does Yaakov tell him? Don't worry. B'nai Yisrael are all going to be called you. Son Yosef, they're all going to share this Midah that you have. The Midah of Kavad Torah, the Midah of Kvod, of our leaders. And that will last even without a Beis HaMikdash. What we have, what has been our anchor, has not been a Beis HaMikdash, we haven't had a Beis HaMikdash in, in thousands of years. But our connection to Torah, our honor and respect for Torah, that's what's that's what uh, keeps us going, even without a mikdash. And that's what Yaakov is telling Yosef. Yes, I understand. Right? You already cried by Binyamin. Now you're crying. You're thinking about the base of mikdash. The tzavar. Remember the tzavar, the neck, the base of mikdash. But I'm telling you, they'll have your midah. And just like you're focusing on your rebbe, they'll focus on their rebbeim. They'll learn from their rebbeim. And in that way, they will be able to continue the chain until we get the actual base of mikdash back. Okay, we'll have to stop here, Hashem. We will continue with the end of Sefer Brashas, Parshas Vayechi, Chazak Chazak, Be'ez Hashem, in the coming, in the coming week.